0: Welcome to Awakening Soul Circle and we are your hosts Cheryl and Dagmar. Join us while we talk about everyday themes from a spiritual point
1: of view. Animals have always played a big part in my life and I think for you as well Cheryl. Yes yeah
0: very big part. I'm sitting I alongside think... photos.
1: Yeah And I just think, you know, a lot of people don't realize what a deep bond we can have with them. They have a deep bond, but that we can actually get so much more information from them. And um, so when I grew up, you know, I always felt what they, what, um, how they're feeling. I always had a bit of an idea, but to actually be able to ask them questions, you know, I thought, wow, wouldn't that be amazing if we can actually have a two-way conversation with them. And I never realized that that was even possible. And how did you hear about animal communication, Cheryl? When did you hear the first time that it was possible to talk to animals?
0: Um, through my my husband's cousin. Um, uh, yeah, I think that was it. through my husband's cousin, who actually ended up doing one of your courses. We never thought that it was possible. Um, yeah. And or not that it wasn't possible, but we didn't know that it existed. That somebody, yes. you know, yep. somebody was doing it. Um and somebody was able to do it um, and then found out we can all do it. You know, it's being able to do it is is inside us. Um, it's inside every one of us. So when I did, um, uh, and my husband had done it first, I think I've said before, it was just, it was just lovely. It was just amazing to feel that love and that connection with the animal. Yeah. And and get validation back. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I saying. always
1: say it's actually easier than learning Chinese because, as you said, it is something that's within us. So anyone can go and do a course and pick it up. And, again, you know, I mean, some, some might pick it up easier than others, but mm. we can all learn how to do it. And so if you do a course, it's really just refreshing your memory because you've got it within you where if you want to learn Chinese or, or French or a different language, you mm. actually have to learn every word where with the animal communication, you only have to learn how you actually tune back into it to access that information.
0: So, how do you get information? Do you get words or pictures, or um, it's mainly words? Um, I I do get pictures when when I actually do connect with the animal and get inside the animal. Then then it's um a lot more visual. It's mainly words with myself. Yeah. yeah. Are you are you more so with the pictures? I just get everything, you know, yeah,
1: pictures, words. If I talk to animals about pain, it's often that I just feel the pain on my own body, which is great mm. because you then know exactly how it feels, not just that there is a pain, but how bad it is, does it feel its muscles or what exactly it is. Um, but I think the, the difficult part for people that learn how to communicate with animals is that that it just feels like you're making it up because it feels like your own thoughts, your own words, your own pictures. Yeah. And okay. then people get confused, and especially with their own animals, they just say, Oh, I'm just making it up. But that's exactly how it feels because it's the animals are showing showing you what they're telling you um, in your own feelings and your own thoughts and your own words.
0: Because we don't we don't trust, we don't trust and believe in ourselves and, uh, and just let down those guards to feel it, to see yeah. it.
1: And that's always the biggest thing in my courses, too, is that um you need to help people to, um, you know, not be so self-critical, not to judge themselves because they often say, oh, yeah, I know you can communicate with animals, but they don't trust that they can do it because we're always criticising ourselves, you know. or Other people can do it better than we can, and but it's not a competition. You taught me that.
0: <laughs> you, you taught me that, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, I remember in our course when... Um, when we started you were telepathically sending me some information and oh, yes. um that was quite funny because I described your house even though I'd never been to the house
0: that was amazing that yeah. was my old family home where my children had grown up and um because I had redesigned the kitchen and I'd had this dream of this kitchen for so long and we finally renovated this house and you described this kitchen that I loved I was standing the viewpoint was standing from my family room looking into my kitchen and it blew me away (laughs) blew me away yeah but I always say you know even
1: for people that have never had experience with animal communication that have animals at home I always find um, you have to experience it yourself with your own animals if so if you hear someone else say oh you know um I had someone communicate with my animals You think, oh, you know, they're probably just making it up or it matches all the animals and they don't actually believe it's true. But if you have someone communicate with your own animals and they tell you all these things that only you and your animal know, there's no mistake that anyone could have made that up. And I think that's always the eye opener that people go, oh, wow, this is really possible. Because, you know, I sometimes have people say to me, oh, you're just looking that up on Facebook. Well I don't have time to go on Facebook and the information is so personal you know they tell me what they like they tell me um things that I couldn't have known that you mm. can't see on Facebook so um it is certainly something that you can't make up.
0: Yeah I found that too it, the validation when you get the validation it, it's just it's wonderful. Yes it's and wonderful.
1: that's also when you learn how to communicate with animals in the beginning you don't believe it you 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 judge it and I find it's really funny that people even say, Oh, I didn't get anything right. But then when you actually go into it, you realize that they did get a lot of information. Oh yes. I think it was the same with you. We did yeah. that exercise and you were a hundred percent spot on, but you were saying, Oh, you know, I didn't get that much and again that's that about trusting and believing in yourself that we can do it and not that others can do it but that you can do it too Mm, and mm. i think with your background doing the reiki healing it's the same it's not like a doctor that prescribes you pills and and you know you take these pills you feel better you know you do reiki on people and they go oh you know um is that doing anything at all because you're not feeling? Or, I mean, you can feel something, but it's also mm-hmm. possible that you don't feel much during the treatment. So,
0: but um, it's after,
1: it's, yes, it's after yeah.
0: when you can really notice it. So, yes,
1: yeah. But, yeah. but people need to be open to it. If you're not open to it, it's not going to work.
0: Yes, you have to, with the Reiki side of things, for me, you have to set an intention to allow it to happen. And it's the same with the animal communication, you have to set that intention that you are open to receive so yeah. that's yeah. how i perceive it um and once i once i started to realize that and early mm. on doing your courses um that's why i ended up going on and doing doing more yeah and, and As, it's helped me with my own with the raking yeah. but also
1: with with animals you know if you say sheep are stupid you can't expect to have a conversation with them because you're blocking yourself because you wouldn't expect an answer from an animal that you think is not worth anything or is not intelligent. So most of the time we are the ones that are blocking ourselves. And then you have the opposite as well. I had people in my courses and they want it so badly that they are so tense about it all. And they so badly want the answer and they're getting things, but they can't hear it because they're so busy waiting and they're so, you know, in such a hurry and stress. And um again, you know, I find meditating then really helps you because it just lets go and 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 even getting into animal communication with um different meditations or exercises um that can help you to relax and not yes. having that pressure. It's always you know putting expectations and pressure on ourselves, isn't it?
0: Oh, without a doubt. Um the med- as we've often said meditations are, are so helpful. It's, it's all part and parcel of allowing yourself to just be still, to be present in the moment and allow the beauty of the other side, yeah. you know, not just everyday life. I was just thinking about one of the, the biggest things that uh, really um, lit up my life when I first did your course, your first course, the introductory course, was I was connecting with my daughters um, or I was put it out there to connect with my daughter's dog, who's we have a lot to do with. And um anyhow, this particular day, as as you and I know, sometimes the animals choose not to communicate. They they just turn away from it. It's like, oh okay, you know, I've done this. I don't don't really feel like doing it today. But the this particular day I was trying to communicate with my daughter's dog Bosco and he was starting to talk with me. But then our past over um, our last dog that we had uh, who was um, 14 and a half years old when she passed, she came through and we have her ashes alongside me here and photos of her and that. Um, but we've also got photos of our um, grand puppies as we call them <laughs> as well, um, and some of our clients dogs with our with our pet business. and she came through. And it absolutely blew me away. And I hadn't thought about her for, for quite a while, in, you know, that sort of way. And the tears started streaming. And I now come to now know that it was Bosco was stepping stepping away, my daughter's dog, so that Ellie could come through, our, our dog. And he knew, he knew Ellie as well. And things came up, memories came up that I just completely had forgotten. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and the questions that I had to ask within the course I was using those to speak with her and uh, I started realising I'm speaking to a past over dog here and these these were things that was only just she and I uh, and one other knew knew of that she that was her favourite thing to do with me and favourite specific favourite place to go when we used to go on walks and things like that That was really beautiful, and I cried, (laughs) and I cried. (laughs) But um, that was beautiful. That was massive reinforcement that, wow, that I really had connected and there was more to this. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think the tricky part is always when you connect with your own animals, they tell you things that you know anyway.
0: Well, there was that, yeah,
1: but there were some special things in there. Yeah, Yeah. but so you even feel more that you're making it up. But, I mean, you weren't even thinking of this dog. This dog just came through for you. And it's like, oh, wow, how could I have made that up? You know, I wasn't. (laughs) Thinking I was going to connect with this dog, this dog really just popped in and wanted to connect with me. And I find often the animals that have passed over, they come through because they got messages for us. And yeah, and with animals dying, you know, there's always so much guilt involved. And um, you know, did I do the right things? should I've done mm. things differently. And it's really nice and great to hear from them, um, and and how they feel about it. Because I always say, you know, animals come from love. They they don't ever put anything bad onto us. They don't say, "Oh, you should have done that better, or you should have done this better. You know, they know that we do the best we can with the knowledge we have at the time. So there are no regrets. No, no regrets. There's no regrets.
0: there's it's the simplicity of life with animals, yeah, yeah. you know it's eat, eat sleep, love
1: yeah yeah taking the time you know being with each other and I just um, noticed that again in the last few days you know leave your phones at home and just connect with people and be with people and connect mm, with animals and be with animals we're just in this technology staring at the screen and I've got a friend of mine and whatever she does with the animals she always listens to podcasts and it's so rude because you can't be with animals they know that your focus is not on them because yes. you're, just, you're just having this background noise in your head. So how can you hear messages from your animals? And if I go with you somewhere and we're sitting in the car together and you stare at your phone all the time scrolling through Facebook, I'd be offended too. And the animals are the same. you know. They know that they don't have your full attention. And if you want to get started somewhere, I think it's so important to just really be with your animals and don't, don't get distracted and have your full attention on them. And I just recently heard a great thing saying, you know, if you are a performer in a circus, for example, like juggling or something like that, there's no way you can do two things at once. Yes, You know, in the old days, they always taught us we should be uh, multitasking. Yes, But multitasking, you, you cannot juggle and do something else at the same time. So you really need to put your attention into what you're doing and all your attention. And it's the same with animals. They know when you're not with them. So if you go, for example, for a walk and you're on the phone at the same time, you're not actually spending time with your no, dog. Oh, no,
0: of course. Yeah, well, that applies with, you know, that applies doing the same thing while you're walking with your children or, you know, exactly. anybody. Exactly. Um, yeah. we well, you're so drilled into
1: this, you know, um, that we have to have phones on us all the time and, and people need to be able to ring us every second of the day and we need to check our emails 50 times an hour. Mm -hmm. and what for you know and I used to do that I get up in the morning and I look at my emails but I didn't even answer them I just scrolled through them and I thought well there's not really any point doing that anyway so I've just made it a habit in the mornings to just go and be with my animals and do what I'm doing and then when I come inside I sit down and I answer my emails and I put all my attention in that rather Mm -hmm. than then just doing half-heartedly and you're just wasting your time and it's the same with animals if you just always do things with animals but you're not present and with them they feel that
0: yeah of course because everything else is clouding all of that um that energy that that attention so absolutely yeah oh, i thought about one of the exercises that we did when you were speaking before about just sitting and just being with your with your animal and uh, actually, taking notice of what they do and how they react, and while you are sending that message telepathically through to them, and watching—yes, yeah, I said—watching what they do, how they how they react, and how they look at you, or whether they get up. And I remember when we did it, when I did it, our dog turned around, got up, looked at me, and stared at me, and then walked away. It was like what's going on here you're not doing it you're not speaking Well, that's what that's what was in my head anyway yeah yeah
1: yeah no and and if we can focus on them and we can connect with them and also ask things from us you know I find in the old days it was always about I'm the boss my animal has to do what I want it to do but if we actually change that mindset and we go um to the animals what do you need what can I do for you we will get greater results. And just as a bit of an example, you know, a horse, if you tie a horse up somewhere where they're scared, they don't like to be tied up there, people go, oh, well, it just has to get used to it. But if you're scared of spiders and I throw you in the room with spiders and I lock you in there, you're going to have to panic all this time come out of the room. So why would we tie the horse up somewhere where they're just not comfortable? Mm. In this situation, if we can compromise and say, okay, you don't like it here, I tie you up somewhere else and just little things like that just listening to your animals and what they tell you what they need will make a huge relationship change with them because they realize that you actually care how they feel and what they need
0: what about from the perspective of taking notice of their their physical reactions to you to to us I'm just thinking about animal behavior um, yeah my my husband is reading books on that at the moment. yeah, to complement our business with the animal communication yeah. as well. Have you got any viewpoints on that? Well, I mean it's sexual, physical. behaviour. Yeah, especially people that don't know how
1: to communicate with animals or are they in their beginning in their baby baby steps doing that. Um, you can always look at the behavior of an animal and that can certainly give you indications, for example, with this horse story I was telling you. Mm. You obviously see the horse is not comfortable, so react to that. Mm. Um, communicating with them is obviously a step deeper. And I say sometimes animals behave in a way and the way they react doesn't really tell you what's going on inside them. You know, for example, if if a dog bites people, why does the dog bite people? You know, you Correct. don't get the answer in their in their what they look like, and and you know
0: oh they've reacted them. that. Yeah, <laughs> what's <laughs> made them
1: do that? Yeah. Yes. I mean, sometimes yes, but sometimes it doesn't. And at that point, you really need to get an animal communicator and that can communicate with them, find out what's going on, why they're doing that, and then you can solve those issues. And Mm. I also say often with people, you know, you might look happy on the outside, but you're actually not there's a lot of things bothering you but you Correct. don't we're all going through that yeah show me you know you're like oh no I'm not telling her I don't know her well enough so often there's stuff going on internally and we only find out about that too when we communicate with them so sometimes their reaction just doesn't really um reflect what is going on inside them but for those people who at this stage don't know how to communicate with animals it's absolutely a great start you know look at their behavior um If they're unhappy in a situation or whatever it is, then support them. And I always say, if an animal does something, look at them and don't go there naughty. Look at them and go, okay, why are they doing that? And how can I support them? And only these two things will make a huge difference. Because, for example, if you have a young dog and the dog can't sit still, if you punish them for not sitting still, what are you teaching them? Nothing. But if you can go, okay... He's not sitting still because he's impatient. He's got too much energy. So let's go and do something. So in this instant, we can help them because they can go and run around. You won't have an argument with them and then they will be able to sit still. But if we punish them, you know, we freak them out and they, mm. you're causing them pain and it's, it's not a good thing. So if we can always come from this point where we look at an animal, we say, okay, what's going on and how can I help you? then you'll have so much uh, so much better relationship with them because you're helping them on an equal level rather than just, you know, being the boss and they just have to cooperate with whatever you want.
0: How, isn't it how wonderful, how exciting it is when the animal actually realises you're, you're communicating with them? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, my goodness, I've waited for this all my life, you know? Yeah. And the change yeah. in the
1: relationship is instantly... Mm. You don't have to wait for two years before something happens. As soon as the animals realize, I'm anxious and she actually helps me, Mm. the reaction from them and the relationship changes instantly, that you have a deeper relationship with them, a greater understanding. And as I said, in the old days, we were taught that we have to force things onto the animals. They have to respect us. Um, We are the boss. But if you respect your animals, you'll have a different relationship with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about some of the exercises that I remember we we did with um, with looking at wild animals as as well? I remember having a beautiful experience watching seagulls, and I I watched seagulls a fair bit, and I was watching one seagull that was I don't know about twenty meters away from me, and concentrated on it, and I was asking it, how was it feeling? You know, what was its favourite thing to do? And it showed me this beautiful vision of Flying over bluey, purpley sky with a storm coming, and it told me that the it loved the energy it was picking up before a storm was coming, yeah. And yeah. showed me showed me with the wings the, with its wings out and the um, the feeling of joy of the uh, of the updrafts of the of the wind, and I was tearing up just watching that because. But, I, I, yeah. But as
1: you will notice, we never take that time to do that. And how beautiful is it to stop oh, what you're doing and taking and it all it takes is five minutes, five yeah. minutes. And even if you're not at that stage to have um, two way conversations with animals just yet, you can just take five minutes, go outside, focus on an animal and just be with a wild animal as well and just see what flows, what comes through. Mm. But it's just so humbling. And rather than sitting in front of the TV for five minutes, you know, yeah. take five minutes in in a day to just I'd rather watch be, nature, the nature yeah. TV. Yeah. be present with an with your animals, be present with with nature in general. Yes. You know, I remember yes. my old cat who has passed away. Um, he was gorgeous. And he would always, I'd walk in the house in the evening and he he was more like a dog than a cat, and he would just sit in front of the house. And you could walk out two hours later and he was just a watchdog in front of the house. And i see that photo, yeah. Yeah, and I used to do that with him sometimes. You know, he'd sit there and I'd just go out and I'd just sit there with him and then he'd just be, you know, just looking yeah. around. Checking out the world. And yeah. after 10, 15 minutes I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm bored, you know. What is he doing? How can he just keep yeah. doing that? Like we can learn so much from them. And and just being still and and um, yeah, just think meditating. Of all the,
0: think of all the things that he was probably hearing, yeah,
1: you
0: know, hearing and seeing, and and the, that was that was his TV, you know. That was yeah, that was because his, I that, mean that was his thing. Who who
1: says we need to run around like chooks with their head chopped off every day long, <laughs> you know, racing around and shopping and sports and kids and and going absolutely crazy um having burnouts because we're just going over the top and money worries and everything why can't we just be we don't need all these things that we can buy and mm. that's really what he taught me you know it's not about what what you have but what you are
0: it's finding it's yeah it's finding the way to for all those everyday life things and also then finding that place in yourself where you can be and yes, can yes. be quiet and then in turn you end up finding out that you, there's plenty of things in there that we're doing that aren't necessary or worrying about that aren't, aren't yeah. necessary, overthinking, you know, overthinking yeah. things. And I, I think that's, that's sort of the
1: start into the spirituality, you know, because you realise it's about being and not about doing. Yes. And then yeah, you dive into that. And because we're so much in this physical world, we are only busy in our physical world. And we just need to get away from that because there's mm. so much more um, because there's so many questions to ask yourself, you know, why do we even do this? You know, where do we come from? Where do we go? Mm. And um, yeah, if we dive in, into ourselves, we can find all these answers, even though we always think all the answers are on the outside and mm. that's what the animals can teach us, you know, about just being enjoying, you know I mean? Isn't it wonderful? You get up in the morning and your dog is so excited to see oh. you. What, what about Without us? A we, we, get, we get up and we're like, oh, i got so much work to do. Oh,
0: God. I, <laughs> I need a awesome. cup of coffee.
1: <laughs> yeah. And our animals, they wake up and they see us and they're like, oh, there's my mom. This is yeah. so awesome. You know, I mean, isn't that yeah. wonderful if we can do the same? We've got this negativity in them and we can just learn from our animals about this happiness, you know, yeah. just um being present, enjoying oh, the moment.
0: Happiness, that that really describes our pets. Yes. Yeah. You know, that really, really, really does. It's just happiness that they gain from yeah. wanting to serve us, especially yeah. dogs. Cats are different. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but cats, cats have their place. I mean, yeah. you I haven't I grew up with cats. Um, but then when when I married when I when I got married, well, we had dogs, but uh we we I think we had one, yeah, we had one cat in between, but um Cats are just so different. Cats like doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, but they're also, then they have that time when they want to share their life yeah. with you. Interesting conversations with cats, I've found. Yeah. Very inter- very, very comical conversations with yeah. cats.
1: Yeah. But, you know, then you look at, at animals and um, they have a lot of trauma and things as well, but that is often human created. Yeah. You know, animals... For example, anxious animals, dogs don't want to be on their home at home on their own. Hmm. But why would they? In the wild, they would never be in a house oh. by themselves. They why would, would they? live in a pack and they would have fun together, hang out together and do things together, but they would never be locked in somewhere on their own. So yeah. often animals have issues because of what we put onto them. So yes. and then what I find really worrying these days is that everyone just drugs them up. You know, you take your yeah. animals to the vet, and they get anti-anxiety drugs. They get antidepressants, and you have got no idea how many clients of mine have animals that are on drugs. Oh. And but then you look at it, and again, it's human created. Its animals don't want to be at home on their own. Animals have too much energy. Well, you know, I mean, a kelpie, for example, isn't made to just lie in the house for twenty-four hours a day. So they yeah. need to be out and do things. They need that stimulation, them. don't they? Yes. they- that and that,
0: what they that's do. the way yeah that's the way that they're showing you that they're not doing yep. what they really yep. want to do they need to and, do
1: and we rather give them drugs than giving them what they need which is yeah, you know, to conform to our world yes yeah. it's four hours walking a day oh no we're too lazy to do that so let's put them on drugs so they just fit into our life mm. and you know, if you, if you get for me, it's always if I get an animal that they are with me for life, I would never sell my animals because, yeah. you know, it's like your children, you look after them and they have traits and they do things that you're not happy about. But it's like any partnership, you know, you learn mm. to live with them, you learn to compromise, you learn to also maybe help them, you know, what do they need so they can be a better version of themselves. And And it's all
0: hard work, but it's not just like, oh, well, it doesn't suit me anymore. So let's just get rid of them have you had conversations uh, well i think you I, I know you have had conversations with your pets or or any other animals regarding their souls as in um, like like their own soul and how why their soul is there for this particular you know life experience um, so basically their life purpose yes yeah yes. have you had um, have you had conversations with them about that
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it is also something that my clients often want to know from their animals. You know, what is your life purpose? Why have you come to be with me? And I mean, we do know with animals, they often they have been with us many lifetimes together, you know, whether it's in this life or in other lives. And they Mm. just come back because we just have this soul contract and we're just meant meant to be together. And the animals that come to us to teach us things, you know, sometimes they are not great things that we don't want to know we don't want to learn a lot of animals certainly come to us to support us many times animals help me to tell their clients that uh, to tell my clients that um you know they've been through a lot of things with them and we know animals support us you know through oh,
0: thick and wonderful. thin
1: you know if there's relationship breakups or you know, being bullied or whatever it is and animals are by our side. And if we don't feel well, we know that animals are just there for us and they just come and cuddle us and they just know when we're feeling bad. So mm-hmm. often their purpose is to be there for us and to, to help us.
0: How beautiful.
1: Have you found out with your own animals as well?
0: Have you connected with animals that were with you? Um, in the past, I... No, not quite like that. Other other than what I was talking to you about with with Ellie, yeah. No, no. I have had conversations with a couple of clients' dogs now. I remember our pet service when Greg started telling people that I could communicate with animals. There's one in particular I'm thinking of, and yeah, actually, it's a beautiful story now. Think of it. And the daughter of the lady whose client uh, has a health condition, so. They'd had a dog as a uh, companion for the yeah. girl, and, um, and I've got an assistance dog. And they'd had this dog for quite a while. It was very much loved. Anyway, he passed away. And they were devastated, and they were looking for another dog. And they were on a waiting list with assistance dogs. And then somebody knocked on their door and said, "Oh, I've heard that you you're looking for a dog. Do you want to take this one?" And the client wasn't going to knock back this this dog, and she was a beautiful older dog. You could tell that she needed some loving. Anyway, so they took her in, and she was so, so scared. It took them ages, took them a good few months to actually coax her to feeling like that she was safe, that she wasn't yeah. going to be traumatised. They had a lovely big back garden for her, but she would bark at certain people and things, experiences and that. And I connected with her and found out a few things that pieced together some story, some of the story that apparently the the owner knew, which was validation. And unfortunately, this beautiful dog ended up having it was a kidney problem and passed away, at, you know, out of the blue. And I uh, we found out about it, and the client asked me if I would actually con- see if I could contact the dog and I said look I'll leave it for a few weeks and then I contacted the dog and I found out that uh, found out more found out that the dog was with the the other dog that had been with the family for a long time and like what you said about how um, the dogs spend you know are with you many times um the dog that had just passed um was there for the purpose of Um, caring for the family but also the family was there to care for the dog this was the dog's time to actually get some loving because it had been terribly traumatized terribly traumatized and um, I ended up seeing beautiful pictures of this this dog that I got to see once and I saw a photo of and I got I saw pictures of this dog running with this other dog which turned out to be the the original dog that they'd had in the family for quite a while, and I hadn't seen anything to do with that dog, and I asked, "Would uh, would they get another dog?" And the um, I was told that there would be another dog coming. A little one was coming, and it had it was a um, born sort of colour and it had a darkish muzzle, and it wouldn't be very long. So I sent that message off to the client and. It was quite emotional for all of us concerned because it was a fair bit of validation in it. And that was end of last year. And about a month ago, they got the family got contacted by um, the assistance dog people to say that they had a dog there for them. Now, normally it takes up to three years to get a dog. And they got a dog within three months. And this dog is what I described, or what, what Sansa the dog had described yeah. to me. So I was crying again. Yeah. That yeah. was, that's the biggest thing that, that I've, that I've had. So it was like yeah. three dogs. Mm. Um, but that was beautiful. But you know, when, when
1: I grew up, we, I had, when I was 14, I had a guinea pig. And back then for me it was, you know, when, when they die, they die. I had no idea that they were souls. Mm. You know, I've never grown up with spiritual parents that could give me all that information and you know i'm thinking that if an animal dies they die but if the problem is always we can't physically have them with us anymore but if we realize Mm. that we can still connect with them and connect with their souls we know they're still around and a lot of people do get signs from their animals and what is funny when i connect with them you know people say oh you know what is your sign and they might say to me it's you know butterflies or feathers or whatever it is and people say oh that's what i thought
0: you know that's what i keep getting that story I've just told you, I was going to tell you about last week with the, yeah. with the new dog and everything. It was just just blown us away. Blowing me away. Yeah. Constantly blows
1: me away, this. Yeah. Constantly. But th- that's the thing, you know, when you learn how to communicate with animals, they tell you things or things come up that there's no way you could have known. Yeah. And you go, wow, how is this even possible? Yeah. And that's when you start to trust, even if you get messages that don't make sense you know that your messages are spot on and that you just have to trust. And I had an, an experience with this horse communicating with him. He told me that he was sore in his right shoulder. And the owner said, no, nah, there's nothing wrong. You know, there's no lameness, no signs of any problems. And for some reason, she had to put this horse to sleep um, a couple of weeks later. Aww. And they, But it was a different reason. I think the horse had colic or there was something wrong with him and they did an autopsy and when they did an autopsy they found that the shoulder was full of cancer oh so you know even though you didn't see anything on the outside it doesn't mean that there's not a problem you know my horse chiropractor said to me once you know what nine times out of ten you're right and I said and you know what that one time you just don't know about it and he just <laughs> he just cracked up laughing but it's true you know um Because same with people, you know, you might look happy on the outside, but you're not on the inside. So Mm -hmm. we we really need to connect with animals to find out how they are feeling.
0: So Dagmar, can you explain to us what actually is animal communication? It's a telepathic communication
1: with animals and we all communicate telepathically people always like to call them coincidences but they are not you know for example if you think of someone and two minutes later they ring you even though you haven't spoken to them for two oh, years yeah. how is that possible it is because you think of them and they go oh i wonder what cheryl is doing so you are connecting with them telepathically without even knowing and who knows whether you thought of them first or they thought of you first but you're connected telepathically, that's why you then, you know, send them an email or you give them a call. And I often have that with a friend of mine. I often go to Sydney to teach animal communication and I stay with a with a very good friend of mine. And um, we sometimes don't speak for six months and then I um, she sends me a message and I'll say to her, oh, you got my message. <laughs> and she goes, no, 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 I, I had a look. There was no messages. And I said my telepathic message because I'd just been thinking about her. <laughs> Um, so that's that connection that we even have with people, you know, telepathically communicating. And with the animals, it's the same. So it's an exchange of energy without using our five senses. And it's from mind to mind. And the messages come through within us. So it's our own feelings, our own thoughts. That's why it's hard to dif- differentiate whether it's actually me or it's coming from the animal. But that's really what you have to learn over time. How do you receive the messages? What do they feel like? to actually know yes these are the messages from the animals Um, but yeah everyone can do it because it's an innate ability of us all but we Mm. don't get taught in school to listen to our intuition and that's so important Mm. you know we get taught we need to be able to prove everything you know you need to see it it's you need to be able to touch it but then in the end you know there's a lot of questions we have for example where do we come from where do we go no one can ever answer that Mm. so just because we can't prove it, we don't have the answer, doesn't mean that it doesn't
0: exist. It's certainly fascinating. It is. Yeah.
1: And, it's you know, it's just an exchange of energy. This energy is around for everyone to pick up, and it's more just learning how you tune into this energy, and once you know how to do that, it's easy as. And I guess
0: you can confirm that, can't you? Definitely. Definitely can confirm that. Well, so everything. You, everything you- is energy. Sorry.
1: No, no. Did you find that a bit hard
0: in the beginning?
1: Like did you find it hard to trust or did you find it hard to um, get messages? Because some people have a bit of a blockage there and um, it might take them a little bit longer. It doesn't mean that they can't learn it, but they might just take a little bit longer.
0: I think I did to start with. I think even though I was already practising Reiki, I was looking at things from a... I I was still coming to grips with the concept of of telepathy. And not actually realizing associated it's the same it's the same energy that everything is connecting with. and, and I did I I was putting all that doubt, that self-doubt in myself um, about it. once I realized and started to get started to notice that I was getting the right answers <laughs> to things, and tuning into the feelings you were saying once before about feeling pain and and that in in animals when I started to learn realize that and I felt like another veil had dropped yeah it was a, a penny had dropped inside my head yeah yeah and um I started to notice feelings in, in my body talking talking through while ans- asking the questions to the animal that was that was pretty pretty exciting yeah. as well
1: and I think it's really about exploring yourself and, and learning about yourself and how you receive messages. Because I always say there's no right or wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone might be different. So you might only get pictures, other people only get words, but it is really just a message your unconscious mind understands. So there's mm-hmm. no right or wrong. It's just learning how you receive the messages. And once you have figured that out, you're really good to go. And then it's a little bit of, of trusting yourself and self-belief. and. You're on the way. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, so well, I'm just, look, I really hope that a lot more people look into this and dive into this because I always say, you know, if, if we can reach more people with this, if more people make use of animal communication, it means that we can help more people, more animals and their people on this planet. And that's what it is about because often animals misbehave because there's misunderstandings and if we can solve all these problems solve the misunderstandings we don't have any issues with them
0: yeah yeah it'd be a lot safer world for them
1: and for us and i mean look since you've started with animal communication look how many animals you've helped already by being able to talk to them and finding out what's going on You know, so you've already made a huge difference for the animals and you are probably talking to other people as well and telling them about it. And Mm -hmm. therefore, they can then help their animals as well. And that's really the main aim is to help all the animals on this planet. You know, wild animals, our domesticated animals, it's just about having them happy and safe. And, you know, it's always why do they need to learn our language? Why don't we learn their language? Correct.
0: correct I speaking of that just before we go I was communicating with the dog that I, I actually know this dog um, and it's a client's client's dog and I was having this conversation with this dog to find out why it was doing particular things that the that I I had never seen it do but mum was telling me about these things and it was also very matter-of-fact answers um, and the the dog just kept barking. It's like a happy bark, but when people come, it does this bark, and when it, when they go, um, it's a slightly different bark. And so I asked, you know, why are you, why are you doing this this strange barking? And this dog came back and said, "You you speak to me, I speak to you." <laughs> and I had to check myself and think, "Was that me? Was <laughs> that the dog?" but this dog is quite comical so yeah. but you, you know i find
1: a lot of animals say that you know we talk and a lot of them especially dogs as you said or even yep. cats as well they're just meow meow yes. you know, they're just talking away yes they want to vocalize and well that's it and we talk all the time but then we want our animals to be quiet hmm.
0: yeah, it's funny isn't it
1: yeah really that was a but-
0: dalmatian <laughs> Oh, okay, yes. They're quite comical,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, animals make you laugh. You know, the funniest thing an animal has said to me was this horse. It said, I'm I'm a VIH. And I said, VIH, what's that? And he said, I'm a very important horse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I should wonder where he's actually... how much time you spent thinking about that (laughs) yes
1: so you know they really do make you laugh so um, i think we'll we'll um yeah we'll say goodbye here and it it was it was a good fun fun show again today thank you so much for joining us and if you do have any questions about animal communication get in touch with me or cheryl we're here to help because it really will open up the doors not just with your animals and a better relationship with your animals but it will also help you on your spiritual journey because once you realise you can connect with animals, you can connect with anything.
0: Yes, how true that is. Okay, bye for now.
1: Thank you so much. Bye. Go to our Facebook page, Awakening Soul Circle, and like us so you won't miss the next episode. Feel free to share the podcast with your friends and family as well because they might get some value out of it too. Stay tuned and we'll catch you soon.